Hi, I'm Steve. I'm Erin. And I'm Daniel. And we're the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Three friends with professional scientific backgrounds. Talking about all things under the sun in the most digestible way. Enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 19 of the Verbal Reasoning Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the footballing season that's just passed and we'll even lean into a bit of the Champions League matches that are still to come. We're joined today by a long-term friend, a very dear friend. His name is Mod and he's part of the Random Talks YouTube channel. So he's a bit of a celebrity and I know I say this every week, but this isn't like the guests we've had the previous weeks. This is a, this is a great guest. Not like those bums from the previous week. This is a serious guest right here. Mod, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I could have expected a better entrance expected some entrance music as well but we'll let it go for now we're joined today by a long-term friend a very dear friend his name is mod and he's part of the random talks youtube channel so he's a bit of a celebrity and i know i say this every week but this isn't like the guests we've had the previous weeks this is a this is a great guest not like the bums from the previous week this is a serious guest right here yeah, so today, as I mentioned, we'll be talking about the Premier League primarily and the season that's just passed. So first things first, which team do you sport, Mod? Sport United. Yes, I'm from London yeah. and all that bullshit. But yeah, okay, no, no, like... listen, listen. We don't judge anybody, but I do have to say, P-U. My God, stinky, the stench. Stinky. Yo, that you is live, so stinky. No, no, no. Why are you active for? You live closer to Tottenham than you do to Arsenal. So why are you supporting? I'm legally blind. Wait. I'm <laughs> legally blind. I'm legally blind. At this Listen, point, Daniel should be supporting what, zero Watford good or something. Nah, nah. I've got zero good memories <laughs> in Tottenham, bruv. Uh, that's all I'm saying. No, ain't no one trying to go to Tottenham for, for a football match. But uh, calm, then, calm. Let's just reiterate for those who might not know, which I don't know how you wouldn't know, but Daniel, what team do you support? Arsenal. I'm a sane man of mm. class. A man of class, a man decorum. of culture. Yeah, a bit of the decorum. Manners. Yeah, exactly. Yes. This is a man with a bit of decorum. Do you understand? It's a man with mm. a bit of culture, right? Yeah, so. mm. Sounds hurt at this point. He's, it sounds as if like he's talking about an ex. Man, listen, the way he man said Arsenal. Listen, pain is of the essence <laughs> as an Arsenal fan, yeah? We, we, you almost said we that under breath. Like he didn't want to say it at this point. <laughs> they were just done. What did he support? And it's Arsenal. All right, so respectively, let's talk about the, uh, the league positions at the end of the Premier League. So Man United finished third with 66 points and Arsenal finished <clears throat> eighth with uh, 56. Yep. But, Arsenal, <laughs> but Arsenal did win the FA Cup, so let's, let's put a little respect on it. Yeah, so, that's what you man's wanted to get into Europa League this season, right? Finishing. 100%. 100%. Maybe that's what we wanted. Why are you speaking 100%. for us? Why are you speaking for us? That's all we wanted. We didn't want to go to Champions League and, you know, waste our time there. What's the point? We thought, let's go straight into the Europa mm. League and win it. You know what I mean? Get, get, get some silverware there. Well, last time you were in the Europa League, didn't you lose to Chelsea in the final, though? Uh, no, we didn't, actually. We lost to Olympiakos uh, because that was this no, season when we were last in it. What happened to Baku? What happened to Baku was uh, something that happened last year. I don't know why you're talking about the previous season when we were supposed to be talking about this last season that went on. Oh, yeah, yeah. This year, you guys... You're aging. It's okay. I'll give it... I'll give it... Listen, the dementia's kicking in. The dementia's kicking in. (laughs) (laughs) What happened against Chelsea this season, B? What happened against Chelsea this season? They tried to roll up on our block. Wembley's Mm. ours, cuz. You understand? Mm. 14 times. Don't get it twisted. So, I'm just going to hum all <laughs> podcast. Come on, boy. No, no, no. I'm spitting facts, I'm that, facts that, out here. 
You need to get in on this. Mod, you're just... No, but you've never been... stink out the place. Yeah. Yo, the why are you talking about Chelsea? Why don't you talk about your own club? You're talking exactly. about Chelsea yeah. Football Club, who we just banged the other week 2-1, right? We got the fucking FA Cup <laughs> from them. Yeah? You're talking, about, you're talking about Chelsea. Talk to me about Man United. We finished third this season. Oh, my God. Give him a trophy for finishing third. The same club that was bantering wait, Arsene wait, wait, Wenger wait. for finishing top four is now I'm not creaming themselves yet. because they finished top four. All right, then. All right. Well, well not top four. Top it's, it's different. Oh, it's different. Okay, let's look at the points. Let's look at the points. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, yeah? So, you yeah. finished mm-hmm. third, which is a massive difference, yeah? The team that finished first, Liverpool, got 99 points. Man City wow. got 81 Drop down another goddamn 20 points, and that's when you got Man United. What, what exactly is the difference between you finishing third or fourth? Nothing. You finished on the same number of points with Chelsea as well, third and fourth. Yeah. Yeah, so what, so what is it? Why are you acting like you won a trophy? No, we didn't. But if you compare the whole season, United's first half of the season before January was absolutely atrocious. I was calling for Ole to be sacked. Before January, it was a mess. You changed your tune. No, it's not that. It's because they brought in... Bruno Fernandes that changed the team. That's what it is. He got. Look, here's got the thing. I wanted to go through it team by team, but because you're bringing all these topics up, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Man United. No, no, let's no, talk no, about no, no, no. Let, let, let's go from the top, and then we'll get to United, anyways. It's only third right, down the list. So all Liverpool right, won won the league for the first time uh, in the Premier League's history. So since Lord. it became the Premier yeah, but, League, but no one really gives a fuck because technically they won it in February when lockdown started. Because well. That, that's the thing. I mean, last season as well, they, were, they seemed to be comfortably in the lead and then they ended up bottling it to Man City. So obviously there was always that air of, oh, will they bottle it again? But obviously, yeah. as you said, they pretty much led the whole way. There were many points ahead. No, of on top of that, I think Man City bottled second place anyways because they still finished at, what, 10 points behind Liverpool? They finished exactly 18 points behind Liverpool, which is yeah. insane for a club like Man City with the players that they have. Yeah. Crazy. No, they, they had a really bad off-season this year. So do you think it was more to do with Liverpool uh, being, you know, a better club or was it more to do with Man City just bottling it? I think everyone was just shit this year. Yeah, but United so. to get third with 66 points. I think last year we got the same number of points and we finished sixth. So it so, just goes to show you how shit the Premier League's been this season. But like Liverpool got 99 points. So clearly they weren't shit. So are you saying no, that no. Liverpool was the only club that wasn't shit and everyone else was shit? Yeah, pretty much. Basically. So it's not because Liverpool were just a very good club this year. No, I won't take anything from Liverpool. I won't take Mm. anything away from them. They have been very consistent, very good. They turned their draws into wins and turned their... And they barely drawed in this season. Um, I think they... Yeah, 99 points is a big achievement. Yeah, they drew three games. But they lost three times as well. Yeah, they never went undefeated or anything like that. They won the league, which is good for them. But I wouldn't say it was... Something exceptional, like it's not an invincible. It's not like mm. uh, Man City last year doing like 107 points or something like that, breaking the, the points record. It, they just won the league. Most so, of us here would want to win the league as well with our our teams to win the league right now. But yeah, it's not. So where do you rank this Liverpool team in terms of like the all-time great teams? Do they do they have a place within those teams? So for example, is this team better than the Invincibles team? Because no that's way. what some people are claiming. Never. Come on, man. Never. I don't know. I think you Arsenal fans should probably speak on this more because I would not have no. anyone chat shit like that. Because these men ah, they were good, but they're not invincible. Any team with Firmino as a main striker. Mm, talk about it. Talk about it. 
What do you think about this whole Firmino situation? Because when you say to Liverpool fans, well, look, you've got a striker who's barely scoring any goals. They just turn around to you and they say, you know, he fits the system. He's a system player. He brings the best out of everyone else and so on. Do you agree? I'll let Dan answer that, obviously, first, and then I'll chip in as well. Well, he does his job, but you can't say he's the best because his team won, if that makes sense. Like, he just facilitates. He can get better players that will do a better job than him. In my opinion, there are, there are better players out there. But, like, who, who would you get if you're Liverpool to play up front? As Liverpool? Hmm. I don't think they can get anyone, first of all. Well, why can't they? So they were after Werner, obviously, but he's gone to Chelsea. But like, would Werner not have been a better replacement than Firmino? Yeah, I think Werner's an amazing player. But um, during COVID, they tried to put their um, their stuff on furlough. They don't have the finance for it. I heard Liverpool are taking the money out of the club. Yeah. For a whole Premier League season, he had 38 appearances and he scored nine goals. Yeah, and I mean, you're going to compare him with like Terry Henry. I mean, they, I think they're comparing him more with like Burkamp, who wasn't known to be like a prolific, prolific goal scorer, but he did facilitate a lot of the play. But, uh, you know, is, do you think there is any, you know, credence in that where you, they're trying to compare Firmino to Burkamp? In my opinion, there isn't because Burkamp was just a different level of player to Firmino, both technically, both, you know, vision, yeah, everything, everything. The guy was much better than Firmino. And like, in my opinion, if you're a big club like Liverpool, Although they got away with it this season where they didn't make any major transfers, I feel like, especially now that Man City are kind of done with the whole financial fair play thing with UEFA, next season, Pep seems to be on a warpath. He's already transferred like 10 youngsters. He's transferred Nathan Ake um, and that Torres guy. Um, and he just seems to be bringing in a lot of players. So if you're Liverpool, surely next season you need to make some transfers. You can't go another season without any actual transfers. Um, Liverpool did bring in someone uh, most recently. I think they signed. They brought in a Greek uh, left left back from uh, Olympiakos, I think. And I think, if I'm not wrong, um, Fabrizio Romano, tier one journalist in Italy, um, just said basically that they're signing Thiago as well from Bayern, which is probably an amazing signing. They've been linking him for a very long time. And what seems to be happening with Liverpool is they get linked to players for a very long time, but then the the transfer doesn't seem to materialise because that's what happened with Werner. For almost a year, they said that Werner was going to come over to Liverpool and it just didn't seem to work out in the end. I think if COVID never happened, he would have come. But I don't, again, I don't think Liverpool would have been paid, would have been able to pay the fee for him, which would have been 75 million at the time and COVID never happened. But didn't it wasn't his buyout got clause cheap. like yeah, it wasn't his buyout clause like 40, 50 million anyway? Uh, I'm not sure. Right, that's not that much. That's what I'm thinking. No. If you're a Premier League winning team, especially with TV money, the, you should be able to League. afford him. Yeah, and they just won the Champions League last season as well. Um, money they generate. You don't you don't know how much of that needs to go back to repaying other stuff off as well. So everything for Werner, including. The, his uh, transfer fee, including the agent fees and his, uh, his actual wages over five years, it cost $102.5 million to get Werner into Chelsea for five years. Now, I think if you're a Premier League winning side like Liverpool, who hasn't actually spent any money in the past two, three seasons, realistically, other than the one big Van Dijk transfer, you should be able to get a striker. And I don't understand why Klopp... Is it Klopp that's not getting the players or is it the board that's not giving him funding? And why well, aren't they giving him funding? No, no, it's not even the board or Klopp. I think they do have a director of football as well, which has been pretty good because he's the one that brought in, obviously, Mane and Salah and stuff like that. So, 
I wouldn't say their transfer. I think their transfers have been amazing. Like Robertson, that the players that they mm. brought in, Wijnaldum, they got him from Newcastle on the cheap as well. He's been He's like one of the best um, players in the Premier League this season. So would you say that they need another striker? Because in my opinion, they need another striker next season. They need an actual clinical finisher, someone who can get you numbers. Because carrying on with Firmino, it just seems like every season he's getting worse and worse. I'd pull him more towards the midfield than actually buy a striker. But I think if you put him in the midfield, you overload the midfield. And that's why they don't do it. But they kind of use him in that role anyways, because he doesn't really play as a false number nine or a number nine at all. He just is basically a defensive number nine. He's the first person to track back and try and get the ball. When I watch, when I watch Liverpool, for me, it's almost like a 4-4-2, but like a diamond in the midfield where Firmino is head of that uh, diamond and then you have Salah Mane, which are basically your tr- strikers who gets you all the goals and the numbers. Yeah, so what... what question. What, yeah, sorry, go on. Do you think there are any players looking for a way out or to be moved on to another club? In Liverpool, currently. Like, yeah. I, How old is Salah and Mane? Is anyone looking to buy them? 28? They're both around 28, 29. Um, but the, the thing with them two is they're not very vocal players. They don't come out and they're not usually linked mm. with rumours. They just tend to do their thing, keep their head down, which is why they're so loved by Liverpool fans. But I do feel yeah, like... Yeah, Sadio Mane is 28. He's going to be 29 next year, April. So, yeah, they, yeah they're, so... They're, they're getting on in age, but they're technically at their prime right now. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a big club was to want to get them. But as Mod said earlier as well, like because of COVID, a lot of the you know, clubs' finances are a bit up in the air at the moment. Yeah, like Real Madrid can't sign anyone this year. Barca can't sign anyone this year because they just don't have the money to do it right now. PSG. I mean, it's interesting you say, you say uh, Real Madrid because I was going to make the point that, for example, people always talk about how uh, Salah and Mane, they, kind of, they start off on the wing and then they become more left and right forwards, which then yeah. cut in. And Firmino comes a bit deeper into like the centre forward position and he mm-hmm. kind of facilitates the play. Yeah. And they say, oh, well, you know, he's doing that, which he's giving up his goals for. But then when you look at a team like Real Madrid, who've got Karim Benzema up front, who's a technically very capable striker who also links up play and facilitates, he's got 30 plus goals. So, I mean, why is there this thing about Firmino not having to score? I think Firmino definitely has to score. And I think next season, even if they don't get rid of him, which I don't think they should anyway, they have to buy a striker. And in my opinion, they need to go for a almost Benzema build striker. Um, I just want to check, uh, you know when um, Benzema was playing with Ronaldo and Bell, hmm. how much goals he actually got in those seasons? But he, he was still putting up numbers, at least 15 to 20 goals a season. Now, I mean, he did have a few off-seasons while he was playing with those two, but then you got to think, that's Ronaldo, that's Bale, you know I mean? It's a, it's a different ballpark completely to what we've got seen at you know, Liverpool. No, I understand that. But the reason why I'm saying that is sort of like how Ronaldo and Bale was taking up all the goals. Benzema was more of an auxiliary player then. Similarly, now you can see that with Firmino. I'm not saying Firmino is anywhere in the same class as Benzema. But it's sort of like that similar play style where Ronaldo was the one going forward and he didn't track back. Bale as well was was just staying forward. But again, Bale never lasted that long. So, how much would you give? I should do like a player by player breakdown, and I'll tell you the squad of Liverpool, at least yeah. the first 11, maybe. And you tell me what you would rank their season out of, uh, out of 10. Yeah, pretty much. Let's okay, go. so let me go to 
Man, I'll, I mean, I'll start from their goalkeeper. So, um, Alisson, what, what would you give Alisson? Do you know what? I think Alisson's gassed up. These mans think he's better than he actually is. I just think he's a basic keeper. And it's better that they, than they've had before in like Mignolet and Carriers. That's why he looks so amazing. No, I don't but, agree. I don't agree either. But yeah, Carrie, why do you think that though? Why do you think he's <laughs> not that good? Because sounds like some the gay uh yeah, big hateration. Because oh. I want to talk to you about your boy, you know. I'm gonna talk to you about We're your gonna boy. Come to like this. a stripper, bro. Like an absolute this. stripper twerking for everyone on the goal line. <laughs> nah, I would say Allison, his season is probably like an eight. I mean, I'd say he's, I'd he's say seven. maybe nine. I'd say nine. I think he had a great season. I, I, I can only think of maybe a handful of matches where he made like slight errors which led to goal. But beyond that, I think he's been really True. solid. Um, if you have errors leading to goals, he's had four errors leading to goals and 34 clean sheets. I mean, out of on. what, 60, 67 appearances? That's about what, half the games he plays, he has a clean sheet. But I wouldn't say that's due to him though. Because I've never seen... A save from him and going, that's a world class save. I've just seen him make very good basic saves. Like, he does so, his so job. So, you don't really know Alisson then? Nah. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I do like Alisson. I do like Alisson. I think, I think he is a good player. But, I mean, I can, I can kind of see where you're coming from. But at the same time, he's got such a good defense ahead of him. He doesn't that's what necessarily I'm need to make these world class saves. You can also look at that's it from that true, angle yeah. as well. Do you see what I'm no, saying? No, but you're saying that. Because I grew up in a time where I looked at Van der Sar. Van der Sar oh, had Ferdinand cheeky. and Vidic in front of him. And even then, he would still bring out these top draw um, saves. I, I, I was very young at the time. I watched Peter Schmeichel as well. This man was like a freaking giant in that goal. Nothing was getting through him. One-on-one as well, he wasn't getting beat sometimes. So, I, but Alisson have you actually seen this. anything from Alisson that makes you think, oh, okay, if he's one-on-one with another striker, he's going to lay in? I don't think so. I think he's been said, very solid. Like, I think he's a good goalkeeper. I don't think he's an amazing goalkeeper. So you're giving him an yeah. eight? I, I wouldn't put him in the same class as O'Black. No, no, but like just for his season performance. Like, yeah, that's what, what, that's what I'm saying. Like an eight. I think he had a very good season, but not an exceptional season like like Van Dijk or Mane. Okay, uh, Dan? Yeah, I was going to give him like a seven and a half to eight. Seven and a half to eight. All right. So what about Virgil van Dijk? This man, 10 out of 10 seasons. A 9. I'm giving him a 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out I'm just going to get through these a bit quickly so we don't spend too long on Liverpool. Yeah. We have loads of other teams to talk about. But So, uh, Joe Gomez. Um, barely played this season, so I'll give him like a 6. When he's coming, he's done a job, but yeah, he's barely zero, played. 0 0. He really needs to get his. his okay, so that Dan saying 0 0 is because he's a, he's a Sterling Stan and he doesn't like the fact that they don't do that fight. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell the agenda. I can tell the agenda from a mile away. Agendas, agendas. Yeah, I give him a maybe a six or seven as well. I mean, when he's yeah. played, he's been good, but he hasn't really played that much because of injuries. Uh, Joel Matip, this guy defender, the five man, done the job. He, no, anyone who job. plays next to Van Dyke is doing a job. Come on, man, played next to Lovren, Van Dyke. But I mean, Ma- I mean, Matip's been good for a long time. I mean, even before Van Dyke was long there, he was Matip. he was nah, their best bro. striker. Matip. Long foot Matip, nah, man. <laughs> nah, he's not a good defender. When you right, saw Matip sh- and Lovren, you saw like how shit they both were. But wasn't that more because of Lovren? No, because Lovren yeah. as well next to Van Dyke looks like a decent defender. It's because Van Dyke even is so even imposing. next to Van Dyke, he you can still t- there's shades <laughs> there's shades of stench coming off of him a little bit. Um, so what about Trent? Ten out of ten. Come on. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Is he the best right back in the league? Yeah, hundred percent. Easy. 
I think Kyle Walker gives him a run for his money, man. Defensively, I think Kyle Walker's a mile ahead of him. Physically, he's ahead of him. I think Wan Bissaka is better than him defensively as well. But that's not just... But he's a right back. So surely his defensive attributes are, you know, the first and foremost important not, not in the modern game, game mate not in the modern game in the modern well, game so you, you don't think you don't think the fact that he's not that good defensively compared to an AWB or to a Kyle Walker is not important but he's a defender but they have one of the most clean sheets in the league as well so you can't really dispute but that. you just said that because of Van Dijk everyone looks good next to him defensively it's true but that's the thing that's the whole point the team just works very well but it allows Trent to be able to get forward and whip him those crosses and Let's be honest, he's not going to stay at right back for very long. I see you know, like a bill. They conceded like almost every week when um, Alisson wasn't in goal. That's the thing. Um, Adrian. When Adrian was in goal, you saw the difference between Alisson exactly. and Adrian. No, Adrian was doing good, but he had... Um, nah, man. Adrian had a few, few stinkers, boy. Adrian what? had a no. few stinkers, especially in the Atletico Madrid game. And yeah, by okay. Can I say something? Um, I wake up in cold sweats in the middle of the night when I think about the football that Simeone plays. I fucking hate it. The guy is an <laughs> enemy of football. I hate this guy. Right now, Atletico and uh, Leipzig are playing. I'm hoping for a Nagelsmann masterclass. It's 1-1 at the moment. Jao Felix equalised. Let's see what happens with this match. But I really hate Simeone with a passion. I think if you love football, you can't love Simeone. The guy is an absolute... He, he, I can't even explain it. He's a crook. Just low block and inshallah, I hate it. I hate everything about the football he plays. If, for example, in the Atletico match, he just defended the whole game and then it was errors by Adrian that led to goals. I wouldn't say they were. Yeah. I mean, when you look at a lot of Llorente's goals, I think think he scored two and I think both of them could have been saved if Alisson was in goal. I think one of them, he literally passed it out to the striker and, uh, you know, he conceded that way as well. So... he, he, Adrian had a bad season, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't think it's justifiable. Because when you look at, for example, no, with but Arsenal... if you look at the beginning of the season... Alisson he had one injured. good game against Chelsea in the Super no, no, Cup no, and everyone no. thought he was going to be fantastic. He was no, 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 no. At the beginning of the season, if I'm not wrong, Alisson missed nine games. Yeah, he missed a lot of games at the beginning, yeah. He was and Adrian was in goal and Liverpool was still doing very good and Adrian was doing Adrian, very well. He looked games. shaky though, man. He looked shaky. Oh, fair enough. Oh, okay, so they Fabinho, just without, without longing it out, uh, Fabinho? Eight. I love that and? player. I wanted him at United. Mm, seven. Well, I'll give him a seven as well. Uh, Wijnaldum? Eight again. Eight. Very sorry. I'll give him a seven. King. Uh, let's see, who else? Jordan Henderson. Now, Jordan Henderson's been getting a lot of Seven. awards. They've been saying he's been, you know, possibly the player of the year and so on. What no, do you think about that? No, but he's also Liverpool's best Premier League um, captain. Hmm. He is. I don't know about that, boy. I mean, je- look, here's the thing. When you look at trophies, you'd say, yeah, Jordan Henderson, you know, he's a better captain No, than no, why, why, are you man, why are you man starting right now? Because you man always bring up <laughs> stat padding. You man talk about how Milner's better than Scholes. Don't try that bullshit now, yeah? Nah. Listen, Scholes is a fraud. I'm just putting out there. Scholes is a big, big fraud. But Shut your mouth. The, our conversation isn't about Scholes right now. Our conversation is about Gerard, And Gerard, in my opinion, is just an all-round better player than Henderson. I don't know how nah, he No, no, no. What do you mean? Gerard would have slipped and through-balled this to like... Oh, he Mac- made one mistake in his career. And people keep bringing it up. He made one mistake. And he lost mistake. them the league. But he also see, won them the champs. Did you see Hendo do he that? He won them the champs. Did, did Henderson you, win them the champs? No, he yeah, didn't. That was Salah and Manny, really. Does he not have a Bro, Champions the thing league? is, look, look, Ronaldo, big Ronaldo, <laughs> he didn't win a Champions League. 
You're telling me that Henderson is better than him because Henderson won a Champions League. No, he isn't. You might want to talk about stats, innit? And trophies and that. Listen, listen, Skulls, big stat pad, big, big fraud. But let's see, next player. Uh, I don't want to do every single player, so I'm just going to pick out some of the, like, uh, you know, the top players. What are you man thinking about Robertson? Oh, I think he's had I a fantastic season. I think, again, he's like a 9 out of 10. Same with, uh, same with Trent, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Really good performance. He's yeah, got like 20 plus assists, so, you know, he's been fantastic. Yeah. I still hate him. Why do you hate him? He's a scumbag, man. What I'll makes you say that though, right? You can't just call man a scumbag with no uh, with no backup. Oh, look at his face, <laughs> bro. What do you mean? <laughs> look at his face. Man said, I don't like the way he looks. You know, literally, that's it. That's it. And said he's Scottish. The way, and I'm Welsh. the way he grins, the way he grins, I just I just like it. Your your spirit just doesn't take him, yeah. Exactly. Right, so what do you okay? So what do you give, guys think? give uh, Firmino? Six, five, seven. I still give him a Annie? 10 out of 10. He can that team. 100%. Uh, Mohamed Salah? Easy. I think. Mm, yeah, he nah. scored goals, but again. I don't think his performance this season was as good as the previous season, but I'll, yeah, he I'll give him a 9. I'll give him a 9, though, because he, you know what I mean? He still scored a, a bag of goals and carried them to league titles. So. Uh, mm. so, next team, Man City. I'm not going to get too into Man City because we kind of discussed them with Liverpool as well, but. You know, what do you think about Pep? What do you think he's done with Man City? Do you think he's on the right track for what he wanted to do when he came to the club? And, you know, what, what do you think about Man City as a whole? He would have left if he never lost to this many points to, to Liverpool. This man was looking for an out the whole time. So he was linked to Juventus, but then now it seems as yeah, though yeah. he is going to see out his contract. Yeah, because he has to. He just lost the league by 18 points. He can't leave, he can't leave like that. They're gonna call I mean, him... he still is in the Champions League. So, what do you think? What do you think of that? I don't know. Man City's Man City, isn't it? They win stuff. No one really cares. They don't really have fans. I hope they get smacked. I can't right. want to get smacked. It's Man City at the end of the day. No one cares about what happens with Man City. That's I don't care about Man City. I want yeah. Pep to get smacked. I don't care <laughs> like, what happens to Man thing. City. I want this guy to oh, get no. run out. I like They still have to play Lyon. I mean, the Arab money is really talking for them right now because they managed to get Leon in the draw. You know, the way the things worked out, they ended up <laughs> with Leon. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, they're obviously going to beat Leon, right? Well, Leon just knocked out PS- um, Juventus, so it's never certain. But I mean, you look at that Juventus team and they were absolutely got. I mean, watching them, I felt like I was watching a Simeone team. I really hated it. I mean, they've been very, very poor for a long time. And Sarri's management, no, I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, well, this wasn't good. Sorry, but anyways, shut him up. <laughs> I mean, Ronaldo's thirty-five, though. I mean, he isn't the player that he was before, but he still scored a great number he of still goals. And I mean, like the brace in that game as well. Ah, uh, that penalty is whatever. But that second goal, left foot, fantastic. Top yeah, fantastic. I mean, he's, still, he's still well. got, I think, another season in him. But does he really want to waste it? Does Messi do that with his right foot? I'm just saying, Dan. Uh, listen, we uh, we can't even we can't even lie on this podcast. <laughs> I can't. I, mean, I can't even be that shameless and try to say that he's better than Messi right now. He just isn't, man. He, Messi. He scored a goal while he was on his knees the other day. I mean, we can't really. Can't really say much about Messi other than he's fantastic. Do you think Ronaldo's on his way to America? No, I think he would stay one more season. But there's going to PSG as well, though. That's the thing. Apparently, he was going to go to PSG. This is the rumours from the papers. He was going to go to PSG, but um, because of COVID and because of the way it's affected everyone's finances, he's no longer going to PSG. He's going to have to stay at Juventus. I keep forgetting about COVID. 
Yeah, no one's going to America. Yeah, no one's going to America due to COVID right now. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Man City, Man City, getting back to them. Um, do you see? Think- this is what I mean. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I think, I think Man City. I don't know. It doesn't seem very fair to me that you can have a team that spends this much money and has no sort of uh, faces no repercussions from financial fair play. I mean, their man, their their lawyer was just kind of like, yeah, cool. If these lot want to take us to court, we'll take them to court too, and we've got enough money to take them to court for another hundred years. It's fine. Let's go for it. Then, if that's the way they want to be, yeah, and they and managed works. to beat the case with what, like a nine million fine, which is nothing for Man City. That's they were out of Europe. They've been allowed back into Europe. Uh, it just doesn't seem very fair to me, if I'm being honest with you. We all know the way Man City worked is basically corruption, anyways. But that's how FIFA is, anyways. And the whole, the whole, everything, Premier League board, all of it is just all fucking corrupt. So the world is against Man United, is what you're saying. So let's talk no, about no, Man no. United now. What kind of season <laughs> do you think you guys had? Do you know what? Compared to last season, I think we've seen a lot of improvements, especially towards the end of the season, because if that first half of the season was absolute shit. I'll be honest. When we lost, I think it was 2-0 to Burnley, at Old Trafford, I was like, nah, this, this guy's done. This team is done. Like, I know I know you guys have gone through this, but especially under Jose, like, it got to a point that even though I love Pogba and Martial, I started disliking watching football so much. It was that... Yeah, I what you mean. It was that like watching a Simeone team where you just like sit there and you wait for a counter-attack or a mistake from the from the opposing team for you to score a goal. Like, I just dislike football so much. But since Jesus himself, Bruno Fernandes, came and revived Man United... Blasphemy. I mean, uh, for, yeah, first of all, blasphemy. Secondly, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. First of all, are you Oli in or out? Do you want Oli to be there next season? I mean, if you had the choice, I mean, look, he is going to be there next season, but if you had the he choice, is, would yeah. you keep him? I still think Pochettino is a better manager. Yeah, because I was going to say it was almost written in the stars that you guys get Pochettino, but then you ended up staying with Oli. So what's that, what's that all about? How did that make you feel? No, no, no. Do you know what? I will give Oli a chance because he never really got transfers. And when he did get them, the transfers have been good. Juan Bessaka, amazing. Harry Maguire. A bit overrated, but still a good defender. Um, Daniel James. Daniel James was very good at the beginning of the season. He kept us pretty much out of getting relegated. Can I tell you something about Daniel James? The most useless player I've ever seen in my life. He just runs. That's it. He runs. There's no end point. Just runs and vibes. That's it. He's just good no, vibes. That's it. No, Nothing no, else. No, no, no footballing you, ability. Just vibes. He's playing shit right now, but at the beginning of the season, he scored nine goals. Okay, this is okay. Great that you brought that up. Because you're saying that uh, Bruno Fernandes is like, Jesus, he's amazing, he's brilliant. How many penalties has this guy scored? How many times has he passed the ball to someone who's then gone on to get past four plays and score a goal and he writes an assist on the board for him? He no, seems no. to be the most phenomenal stat padder that I've ever seen in my life. Yes, he is. I've watched, I've watched the Man United matches, so you Man United fans can't lie to me. Yeah? I'm on no, to no, 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 I've no, watched no. this guy. He does not put up a good performance. No, no, no. Compared to what we had before. Look at our number 10s before was Jesse Lingard. Andreas Pereira. Okay, but if One I was to matter. put on a shirt and go play tomorrow, I could probably play better than Pereira and Lingard as well. Like that. They're terrible. <laughs> so you can't really compare them and say, oh, he no, must be the next, the next coming of Ronaldo because he, he's no, better no, than he's Jesse not, Lingard. But the thing that he does do that a lot of these players didn't do before, he takes a risk, he passes the ball forward. Yeah, like 50% of the time it doesn't go through, but that 50% that it does, like, 
it makes a difference. He, he, he has been that player that we needed for a long time. Should I tell you why I think the whole Man United thing is a little bit fraudulent? Why? Because when you look at the last five or six games that Man United played, all of the teams that they played were in the bottom half of the league, whilst everyone else, like you know Arsenal and Tottenham and whatnot, were playing one another. But then the minute you guys played Chelsea in the FA Cup, where you played like a, you know, a somewhat bigger team or a better team, you got absolutely pummeled. What was it? 3-0? 4-1? What was it? What was the score? I think it was 4-1. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, it was 3-0. 3-0, so you didn't even score. So where was, where was you know, uh, Penandes then? Nowhere. No, no, I'll take it back. We did score a penalty that game that he did score. There you go. Penandes <laughs> yeah, scores a penalty in that <laughs> game. Was, so, like... No, no, so, I... I, I had the same troubles with that as well because, but I would say the biggest issue that we had in that game was that for the formation that we played, it really did not suit the new style of football that we were playing. By putting on an extra defender and then let Rashford's been off of form recently as well, like we we just played very bad. Mm. So yeah, that. Rashford's transcended football at this point. Is he? You know, he's not really bothered with football. It seems at the moment, but you know he's doing great things off the pitch. You just need to see him do great things on the pitch as well. No, because um, I, I don't know if you watched the Copenhagen game. United was absolute. Rashford was shit. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. Like on top of that, I'm just going to talk about like Greenwood as well. He's emerged through the season with Ole as well, and like our front three. Has scored more goals than the than the Liverpool front three as well. Mason Greenwood, who's like eighteen, Martial, who's like twenty four now. Yo, can I say something? Martial being a, you know put up for the Young Player of the Year award is so funny. To, this guy That's is twenty five years old. How the the fact that they managed to slip him in there and they didn't put Saka in there, for example, is just beyond. No, I don't understand. Mar- Martial is human's age. Yeah, he's, he's 25. 20, I'm 25. Nah, he's turning 25 in December. He's in the year below us, fam. Allow bro, come, bro, it. Bro, come on, man. Don't do, don't do semantics. Wait, this is a grown <laughs> man and you're talking about young player of the year. You, no, but he's too young. You shouldn't be out for young player of the year. No, it's no. ridiculous. No, I think, obviously, Greenwood and Trent is You're really going to sit here and... Ju- the shamelessness. You're going to sit here and justify to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Be young player of the year. I don't know why he's in there. Bro, he's like 24, about to turn 25, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean, in two, three there. months, and you're putting him up for Young Player of the Year. How does that make I'm any sense? I'm surprised Jesse Lingard's not in there, to be honest. Still waiting oh, my for God. Too. You know what? Let's talk about it a little bit. Let's talk about it a little bit. Why, why is it that... United? Yeah, why is it that, like, English players in particular are always afforded this thing of, oh, he's still young. Like, Jesse Lingard was always seems to be, like, you know, forever yeah, young. Yeah. But with yeah, players like... the same as well. Like with Pogba, for example, he came in and from the season that he came in, they were like, he needs to win everything for Man United. They never gave him that thing of, oh, you know, he's still relatively young. He could still, you know, develop. Do you think the the kind of media lynching of Pogba has been fair? And how would you rate his season this season? You're a Man United fan. You've watched their matches. You tell me. I think when we bought Pogba, we thought that he's going to be what? Bruno Fernandes basically is done to the team, which is basically take us from like a mid-table team to like a top four challenging team. But bear in mind, with him at the helm, you came second. No, but that was with Jose and Zlatan as well. Like yeah, that season I mean, as well. Like, was your best player that season as well. Yeah, he was. And then that's when um, Jose also fell out with him. Yeah, but so and tried to not, sell him and Martial. The, the fault isn't really the fault. Really, isn't with. No, I love. Pogba. It's more I, to I do with Pogba. the recruitment. 
No, nah, I love Pogba. Pogba is one of my favourite players in this team, next to probably Martial. They're they're like my two gems that I wouldn't sell like Why Martial? I love Martial. Yeah, Man United fans have this weird obsession with Martial. He had one good season when he first arrived, four shit seasons, and now he's having one more good season. And it's like... No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I would not have this Martial disrespect right now. Okay, go on. Go on. Back back your boy. The first season he came was under Van Gaal when he was played on the left wing. And then he was given the number nine. And then he was played up front as well. And he still... He came in at like 20, 19 years old. Nearly 20 at the time. Okay, yeah. He did amazing. His first goal was against Liverpool. How can you not love this man when he does stuff like this? And he okay. ripped the whole team apart. Like, Martial, we all know he has amazing talent and ability. The problem was consistency and just getting those goals. Under Jose, Jose made him... We already know, like, Jose made, tried to sell him, first of all, and the board had to um, stop him from selling Martial. Jose just didn't like him, and Jose also stripped him of the number nine, which stripped him of confidence, and just destroyed the player, basically. The whole time... I, He's such a demon. He's such a. I love. I love Jose Mourinho. If he's not managing my club, I love him. He's such a demon. I. I just everything about him is so funny. Like Jose was like he won us a Europa League, an FA Cup, and like I think a Community Shield, and tried to claim it treble as well. Like this man is just. He's shameless, but I love him. When he's not (laughs) managing your club, he's fantastic. He's a really fun guy. Do you know how much I love him at Tottenham right now? I yeah, he's funny. He's so funny it. to watch. Because I know what he did to my team that I made it hard for me to watch. And now Tottenham fans are going to go through the same shit. Because these men were loving it when he first came. No, I hate I Harry Kane. I want to say this. I'm going to get this out. Harry right now, I hate Harry Kane. <laughs> I, I hate Harry Kane, man. No, but I, I think, I think since the um, World Cup semi-final when he never squared the ball. No, yeah, it was the semi-final, right? Against yeah, Croatia, when you never squared it to Sterling. Since that, I'm like, nah, I don't like this guy at all. So, okay, let's let's talk about it a little bit like this. Because now that you yeah. said Harry Kane, I just I just remembered. He was linked to Man United for a very no, long I would, time. No, I, would, I wouldn't have Harry Kane over Martial. You, you wouldn't have Harry Kane over Martial? No. Well, that's a mad claim to make because this, this guy is guy scoring, scoring like a ridiculous number of goals every no, season. No, but don't get me wrong. I think Harry Kane's a very good striker. But yeah, he is a static individual. <laughs> Man is basically having a better Fellaini in your team. It's a tree, bro. He doesn't move. He That's just true. stands there. Like but he scores it, goals. Isn't that what you need? No, I don't care. He's mad injury prone as well. This man has no banter as well. Like, you can just tell well, he's yeah, a uh, individual. You, know you just want Man United to just be a vibes and inshallah. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> if he doesn't have banter. He, 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 he is a goal score, proven goal uh, scorer. Like, and let's is. not even talk like you, man, can even afford Harry Kane. Yeah, let's, let's, get, let's get this straight. Le- uh, Levy isn't lame. Harry Kane go for any cheaper than a hundred mil anyway, like minimum, bare minimum. But we're paying one hundred and twenty for Jaden Sancho right now. Are you though? That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> Are you though? Are you really? Because you lot have been literally ripping your assholes to try and get this guy, and you've been begging Fabrizio uh, on Twitter. Any news? Any news? Is, is Jaden <laughs> with us now? Is Jaden with us now? But please, sir, can I have some more? Yeah, yeah, in the last few I, days, I it seems like he's staying another season in Dortmund. No, I think what it is, is that everything was finalised last week. Hmm. And it was just the initial fee that was the problem of the instalment. Because it was already set out that um, even Fabrizio and um, a few other tier one journalists as well came out and said, look, the playing terms, has spoken, the player has spoken to United and all the um, personal terms are agreed. 
so his wages, him coming to play at United. And then they also said, okay, fine. Because of COVID, United can pay on, pay on installments. Uh, but it's the initial fee that was the biggest issue. What the reports are that Woodward's gone in again and he's tried to change it from the initial of, I think it was something like 90 million euros to um, 70 million euros and Dortmund's not having it. Dortmund says... So, A, do you think that Jadon Sancho is worth 120 million? Yes. Get this okay. man in my club now. So that, that seems like a very strong yes from you. But secondly... He's 20 and he's putting up messy numbers. Okay, but... Se- okay, whoa, calm down. Whoa, no, relax. Assist, yo, 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 whoa, whoa, relax. whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. Big Young man, don't, man. Don't, invoke, don't invoke God's <laughs> name like that. With no, with no, you If you look at it this season, Messi has 15 assists. And no, in, um, in all competition. And the only other player that comes close is Jadon Sancho. And then after that, right now, we do shit. like to. We would like to apologize for uh, sharing mods breakdown on uh, on our podcast. We, we might have to mute this whole entire <laughs> section because right now, what you just said is a footballing crime. And speaking no, of footballing just... crime, Simeone is out of the Champions League. Thank God for that two-one <laughs> to Leipzig today. Football one today. Oh, football nice. one today. Today, actual good football one. And the crook <sighs> that is Simeone is out of the Champions League. The evil you have done is enough. Goodbye and never come back again, Simeone. But yeah, carry on with your nonsense about how Jaden Sancho is levels with Messi. Go on. No, no, he's not levels. I'm <laughs> saying, I'm, I've just said he's gotten 15 assists this season. I hate and... my United fans. Yo, I hate <laughs> you, man. The thing is, you know what's so funny? A lot of my United fans who are really saying, oh my God, Jaden Sancho, yeah, Messi levels and all of this. The second they found out that he wasn't coming this season, they started going, ah, you know what, Zaha's better anyway. Like, no, bro, come not. on, man. Yeah, just, just stop this nonsense, bro. No, Do you, so, no, you, so you honestly think that Jadon Sancho can emulate a messy level performance at Man United? I'm gonna be sick. No. I'm gonna be sick. I want to hear your answer. That's it. That's <laughs> what, projectile vomit not, through this screen into I your said. face. I just I literally know. just said that the only person that has got more assist than Jadon Sancho this year is Messi. That's what I mean. As in, like, you can't get Messi. Obviously, he's never gonna leave um, Barcelona. So the next best thing. Which is not you're telling me the next best thing after Lionel Messi, Messi isn't Cristiano Ronaldo, it isn't Neymar, it isn't Mbappe, it's Jaden Sancho. You can't afford any of these other players, bro. You're paying 120 million. Mbappe is not they PSG paid 100 million for Mbappe, he's not going anywhere. And yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Now. I'm just this is what I'm saying though. No, you I'm can talking get an about Mbappe this... level, you can get an Mbappe level talent for 120 M's, but you're saying that Jaden Sancho also deserves 120 M's for a transfer fee. That makes no right sense wing. to me. On that right wing, we've always needed a player to fill that spot. And he's the player for That's it. true. Because, look, the other, other people that we've been linked to is Kingsley Coman, who's not worth it. Uh, Osman but, but No, no, no. Not worth it in what sense? Because I reckon you can get Kingsley Coman for a good 50, 60 million. And in that no, case... No, no. It's going to be on loan, basically. From oh, you're, not getting, you're not getting Coman on loan, by the way. I'm just, I'm just putting out. No, no. Bayern's already um, said that it's... They're, they're not oh, oh you got them. you got them on WhatsApp, yeah? You know exactly what they're saying, yeah? <laughs> yeah I read Bro, the they're not going to loan you. They're not going to loan you Kingsley Coman. But yeah, carry on. No, but on top of that, Kingsley Coman hasn't really ever had a season when he, where he's played more than 30 games. But why wouldn't they? Yeah, they just bought... Bro, why would they? The wingers. Why would they? Because they've got Leroy Sané, Gnabry. Uh, who else? They've got two two mm. world-class wingers. And then beyond that, you know, they got rid of Robin. They got rid of, rid of Ribéry. So now they, they need more wingers, no? So they're going to keep Kingsley Coman regardless next season. 
True. So why would they loan you one of their wingers when they currently have almost a shortage of wingers in the club? Or world-class wingers, should I say? Uh, sorry, just to, just to bring up that point again that I made um, earlier. Lionel Messi has 26 assists this season and Jadon Sancho has 20 in all competition. So, you know, it's not far off from the master Do you himself. want me to throw up? No, it's... Do you want me to throw up? Because right now what you're saying is insanity and I, I want you to go and seek help because this is insane. I'm not saying, obviously, he's on the same level with Messi. I'm just saying he's probably the best right winger we can get. Okay, but can we make an argument that, like, he's done this in Germany as well and that maybe they're kind yeah. of overplaying his talent? I mean, the thing is, I agree that he's a very, very talented player. No. But I don't think he's, you know, at that level just He could yet. be the next Mkhitaryan, basically. He comes exactly. over from he the could Bundesliga be the next and Mkhitaryan, so... Yeah. But he did do it in the ended. Champions League as well. I'm just right, so, okay, we talked English... about Jaden. We talked about Jaden. What are the weaknesses of this Man United? Like, who would you try to get in next season? Um, we definitely need a defensive midfielder. Someone, because Matic is getting very old. So, it's time. Obviously, Declan Rice is looking very, very good. But getting him at West Ham is a struggle. We have Gardner coming through the academy as well. He's really good, but he's only like 17, 18 himself. So, it's unlikely. So, maybe McTominay or Fozzy Mensah could start picking up that role. Oh, McTominay, McTominay. Oh, my oh, God. It gives me a headache when I think about how average Passion. this guy is. He's so Passion average. Merchant. Passion merchant. That's no, what no. he is, man. You know, he really runs hard. He really runs hard. He really runs yeah. the whole game, you know. I do he think in. he has the right build and, like, technically outwise. I don't know if he can be the next I just said PMP. Yeah, he's got a PMP. Yeah, he's got zero tech, but PMP. That's all he has got. Um... And maybe try bringing Jack Grealish as well, because he's done phenomenal at Aston Villa oh, this year, and we do need another number ten. Because hmm. we did, we have no depth basically on our bench. Like, if we take out the first eleven, there's no one that goes in to replace them. That's actually near the level. It's like you take out Bruno Fernandez, you put on Juan Mata or Andres Pereira, which is like why there's no. How old is you guys? You guys need squad depth. Basically. Thirty-two. Yeah, he needs to go, man. He needs to go. Yeah, we definitely need squad depth. Um, and probably someone, a left-sided centre-back to go alongside Harry Maguire, who's fast as well. So, like, so would you take Kuli Bali? No, we can't afford him. He's 81 mil. No, but let's say, let's say Man United said, cool, we're going to splash the cash. Do you think that if, if you had 81 million, it would be worth getting a Kuli Bali, for example? I would drop Maguire in a heartbeat. Because I don't think, I don't rate this guy. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You uh, spent like, 80 million on Maguire. Do you regret that now? Personally, I think it is a lot for him because he's not that great. And I kind of got guessed up as well, can't I? Um, he was doing good at Leicester, but I think that's more because of the, again, their play style. Sit back, defend with like 11 men, and then hit them on the counter-attack. Um, counter and Maguire looked good in that system. In my opinion, Soyuncu from Leicester is a Looks better, better than him. Yeah, than Maguire. Yeah, like he's, he's more technically capable on the ball. He can play the ball around a bit more. That's the problem with Harry Maguire. He can't I've... really pass the ball around at all. He's terrible on his foot. He looked like he got he's, flashbacks. He's good. Did you see that? Did you see that little yeah, the Chelsea one. Yeah. Clip? I mean, that was terrible, man. What was he doing? You, you, you've got Van Dijk for Liverpool. You know, you've got Laporte for Man City. You're a good ball-playing centre-back, so you can also defend at the same I time. I think he is a good ball-playing centre-back, but it's just the system that Ole is trying to make him play just no, I, I just don't think he's got the ability to be a ball-playing centre-back, man. I don't know. When playing for England, he was playing pretty good as well. I don't know. I think Brexit United, basically. Listen, United as much as I love Brexit that England as... run, 
as much as I love the England run, it was, it was so fraudulent. It was, it was so fraudulent. Was. The, the, the only semi-decent team that they played was Croatia and they lost to them. No, no, but like United keeps buying these English players for a crazy amount of money. Yeah, you got to get the English bonus in there, innit? If the guy's worth yeah. 40 million, you got to pay 80 because, you know, he's an English player from Premier League. Because, like, personally, instead of getting Grealish, I would go for Van der Beek because I rate this player. And he's only 40 million. But I don't think United's going to do that. So, is there, like, is there just any other players that you got your eye on that you would want Man United to get that you haven't mentioned? Um, probably left back tellers. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. No. Oh, my God. Yes, that stripper. We completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget. I Yo, De Gea, De Gea, De Gea. People have been talking about how De Gea is the greatest of all time for the past like 10 seasons and I've been getting slowly sick. and slowly more sick every time I hear it. <laughs> he was at he's one point. so bad. He's been bad for a long time now. Like, let's be honest. No, I would say about two years. Bro, two years is a long time. What do you mean? Including this year. No, he's, he's been yeah. bad for a while. Since Ronaldo slapped three past him in the Euro- <laughs> European Euro- Cup or World Cup, I can't remember when it was, but when he slapped three past him, he hasn't looked the same since. I, I don't know what's happened to him. I really don't know. His head's been gone for a while. It's weird because like Van der Sar, all the way up until his final season was so was good amazing. and consistently was amazing. But then you got De Gea yeah, who... Has he hit 30? Is he 39? No, he's 29 if I'm not wrong. Do you wow. see what I'm saying? I mean, he hasn't even hit 30, which is young for a goalkeeper. I mean, Buffon's 40 years old, basically got one foot in the grave and he's still playing at, you know, at Juventus. <laughs> so like, I don't understand what's happened yeah. with De Gea. De Gea is... 29. So who would you go for, like, if you were Man United for the goalkeeper position? Would you keep De Gea next season, or what would you do? He's on 300k. No one's going to buy him. We can't even sell him if we want to. Jeez, uh, he's angry. Do you, see, do you see how the mighty have fallen? Do you see how the he's, mighty have fallen? He's on 350k a week. There's no way we he move finessed. on. He's yeah, he did. He Talk, finessed Talking it. about oh, uh, overrated, highly paid footballers who are refusing to leave the clubs that they're at. Let's talk about Arsenal. I love Ozil. Ozil. Okay, this is, I mean, this, Arsenal, you know what? Dan is the tumor that is stuck to Arsenal fans. I swear to God. I was joking. Ozil. I was what do you like about Ozil right now? He's lost his legs. He hasn't played in ages. He keeps coming up with excuses. He doesn't show up in the big games. What is it that Arsenal fans love about Ozil? I don't understand. I, I love Ozil, let's be honest. Oh, my God. But obviously, I don't know what's going on with is. him. I thought Arteta would have got him back in the squad, though. No, I think Arteta, you know, That's he came I mean. in with that air of, yo, I'm the, you know, I'm the cool young manager. I'm going to be your friend. Yeah. And, and then he said, yo, I'm not, I'm not here to play the minute he got in. Gwendouzi gone. Ozil not playing. You know, he's out. So Arteta's kind of done a little sweep and, you know, fed to the sweep and Ozil did not make the cut. But what do we do with Ozil now? I respect it. Today he came out and said that he refuses to leave the club because... Uh, you know, he gave a bunch of reasons like, oh, you know, there's charities that depend on me. There's this that depends on me, that that depends on me. And so, you know, I can't leave the club. I'm going to keep my wage. I'm going to stay for the remainder yeah, of my contract. Yeah, I swear down as well, during Corona, you asked like all your players took a um, pay cut as well, except Ozu. I think it was a paid deferral except for Ozu. And the reason that he gave, which I do agree and with And Gwendozi as well. Yeah, I agree with him on this because he said, okay, let's say I take this deferral or pay cut what exactly is going to be done with the money? Tell me that specifically and, you know, I will, I will agree to take the pay cut. Well, you could have p- paid yeah. those 55 people that you had to pay. Exactly. Out. So he, he, they didn't give him a credible reason as to why they wanted the players to take this pay cut and what they were going to do with the money. And now a couple months down the line, we're seeing 55 people be let go. 
And obviously now Ozil's pointing at that and saying, look, they didn't tell me what they were going to do with the money. They clearly aren't paying staff. So why should I give, why should I give my wage up? That's not up to me to give the wage. And I do completely agree with that. So I'm not really yeah, getting on him for that. No, but like it was the whole Corona thing. Like all the players were, were taking. But cuts. that's the thing though. Like now Xhaka in particular, apparently is very upset that the club has fired those 55 people because he, with a lot of other players are now asking, why did we take this pay cut if people are going to lose their jobs regardless? Yeah, so in that aspect, I don't blame Ozil, and I I don't dislike Ozil for you know his stance of I'm not going to leave the club because football clubs like Gareth Bale, he's doing a Gareth Bale, and I'm fully behind Gareth Bale as well. Take these people for every penny that they've got. I've got no love for Cronky, but my issue with Ozil is that the fan base still seems to think that he's the savior, but the guy is like what 31, 32 years old, nice, well past his prime. He's not yeah, the savior he, for Arsenal well football club. It. He's well past it. He's well past it. If you ask me, just so that the air of the football club clears up, you say to him, "Look, we'll pay you if it's 350k a week. We'll pay you, you know, 250k a week, and we'll release you from your contract. We'll pay you the remainder of the contract in that way. And in that time, you can go play for another club as well, so you can make the same amount of money whilst playing football. Yeah, but can't they cut his contract and still pay him out? But just at least, as long as you release him, it's still worth it. Just to get a bad seat out. That's the thing. I mean, I'm just thinking, I mean, I, I know football fans nowadays act like accountants. So I'm yeah. just doing a little bit of accountant vibes and I'm saying, well, why don't you, you know I mean, pay a portion of it and try to come out. But you could do that as well. I mean, at this point, I think he's doing more damage by just being, being this kind of yeah. weird presence in the club where he's kind of there, kind of not there. Man's just playing Fortnite. Exactly. I mean, he plays Fortnite all day. He, are, he gets into the press repeatedly. It's just not what we need right now. I think Ozil needs to leave. Just Do you know what? Do you think it has that much effect? I don't think it has that much effect. I mean, I don't know. As far as I know, he's a well-respected player in the in the locker room. So if you're yeah, seeing exactly. him constantly have arguments with the board, it just isn't a good vibe to have around the club. Especially if he isn't going to play anyway. What's the point? If Arteta isn't going to play him, just pay him out and let him leave. Well, you guys are still paying installments for Pepe, so I don't think you guys have the money like that. Okay, issue. let's talk about Pepe. A lot of people are sticking on Pepe, but I think he's actually had a good season. Let's discuss. Yeah, I think he's had a good season as well. Oh, thank God. So we've got some of a bit of common sense here. I mean, no, no, I'm not... talking about how he hasn't scored like 30, 40 goals, but bear in mind, he's played on the three managers. He's played at Arsenal Football Club, the most cursed club in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and he's ma- he managed to win an FA Cup in his, in his first season. He was quite influential in us winning that FA Cup, especially in the final two games, in the semi-final and final. Yeah, 100%. I think as well, he came from um, League One as well to the Premier League. You need to give him time to adapt. Uh, the I thing is, look, he's... As well. huh? <laughs> That's another player away that United. Exactly. Man United fans have got collective amnesia and it's so hilarious. They're claiming that they didn't want him. You nah, lot all happen. wanted him. Stop lying. And the thing is, he's Gagging. terrible on his weak foot. He's terrible on his weak foot. I know that. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know, I think he's had a decent enough season it's where I can not a flop. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can label him a flop, a flop at the moment. Flop. I mean, I looking at looking at the way the club's gone in this past season, I think for sure he deserves at least another season to prove himself. He hasn't hit yeah. his full potential. Yeah, he can only get better from here. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Dan, you're an Arsenal fan, so I'm going to switch it over to you for mod now. Bellerin. Yeah, you want him out or you want him in? Oh, you want him out. Okay, go on. I know, no, I will not have this Bellerin slander either. Did you see what you he did what in the final? Wait, do you know what Mod said? Mod said he's sexy. He's, no. he's nah, marketable. <laughs> I almost oh, threw up. Like, I was going to be sick. Is that what I wanted for my club? 
Nah, bruv. I, was, I told back. Dan, innit? This is what United fans need to think about now when we sign players. Their marketability. Nah, man. Nah, listen, man. Bellerin, nah, man. Just man. football ain't for you, bro, man. Just go be a model. Do your podcast. You know what I mean? Just just leave football behind, man. He's, he's actually done. He's not the same player, bro. He's finished. He's In the final, he did sick. Like, that run alone for the Bro, we've part. watched this guy the entire season. You don't know how we've suffered at <laughs> this guy's hands, man. He's not. He Just leave it. He Who else do you have? Me, AMN is have? a better right back than him. Yeah, he is. Ainsley Maitland Niles, he's a better he's a better right back than Bellerin is. And he can play in more oh, positions as well. He's more versatile. He's he's Yeah, but Niles doesn't want to play there. Yeah, bro, my, Niles will right play back. there by force, my friend. <laughs> he will play there by force. If Arteta wants him to be a right back, he'll be a right back, period. But the thing is, that Bellerin's so done. He's just finished. How old is he? How old is Bellerin? Bro, he plays like a 30-year-old, but in reality, I think he's like just turned 27, 28. 20-something like that. Let's check, let's check. Bellerin age. By the way, you can tell I we're think. doing this podcast off the cuff because we've got literally... Oh my God, this guy is 25 years old. He plays like a 30-year-old. He's oh. like Martial. Jesus Christ, man. No, no, no. Martial is not, is not, is not even 25 the thing, with, the thing with Bellerin yeah, like is what he, what he relied on primarily when he was a younger player was his speed. Pace. But the thing is, because of the injuries, because of the, the vegan diet, I'm going to call it, <laughs> it's like he's lost all is of his vegan? pace. He's vegan. This is the thing with this guy. Oh, my you days. You're a footballer. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're a big man, you know. Zero protein, tired. just vibes. <laughs> he's tired. He's pale. He's he tired. He's anemic. you got an anemic playing first 11 football. It's just it's insane. Oh, my days. Okay, but like, okay, Dan, what do you think about, let me list some players and you tell me uh, what you think should be done with these players going forward. So, like, for example, what would you do with some of these Fringe players, let's call them, like Kolasinac, like Mustafi, like Socrates. What would you do with these players? Move them on. We can only move them on. We've got people coming in. And I don't see many people coming in. You guys are in talks with um, Gabriel as well. Okay. You're not looking at him as well. So. (laughs) I like him. He's He's a good player. Uh, no, no, the, the issue with Arsenal always has been they drag out every single transfer. By the time yeah. this transfer saga is done, we will have signed him and unsigned him 50 times, according to the newspapers. Today, they're saying no, that he's going to no. go to Napoli. Yeah, yeah. That, what they said is that Napoli has first dibs on him. And that's only if Kurobali gets sold, though. If Kurobali doesn't be, uh, isn't sold, then um, the Premier League teams are open to sign him. But then here's the thing. They claim that he also agreed with Everton back in January. But apparently and, and then and then you hear Arteta say stuff like, "If we have to really convince a player by force to come to Arsenal, then I don't want him." So in essence, it seems like well. Gabriel isn't really on this it to play for of. Arsenal. He's a bit of a flip flopper because they're saying now that he he wants to play for Napoli. But I don't understand why you would want to go to Napoli. What is? Well, apparently his thinking is he's only twenty two years old. He wants to develop his game a bit more before he takes that big leap into either Spain or into England. And so he thinks that Napoli is a good team for him to develop. But bear in mind, Koulibaly thought that Napoli was a good team for him to develop. And now he's 30 years old and he can't leave the club because they're demanding ridiculous <laughs> transfer fees for him for whoever comes. So I don't really know if that will be the best choice for him going forward. But yeah, it seems but... that he wants to go Napoli at the moment. But wasn't Hazard yeah. like this? Hazard was linked to every club under the sun. I mean, Hazard is a prime example of like what happened with Willian where he was linked to Tottenham. Everyone said he's definitely yeah. going to go to Tottenham and then bang, out of nowhere, he goes Chelsea instead and has a pretty, pretty good career. And speaking of William, what do you think about William? Yeah, apparently he's coming to Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, on yeah, a apparently, yeah. That's a sign. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's a good sign. Slap him 
been in Kazakhstan on those Thursday nights, man. That's what we need him for. But the thing is, would you really get him to be a rotation player? Because I don't know what his wages are, but apparently his wages are going to be quite high. I mean, quite similar to what he was being paid at Chelsea. Given how much I the Conky board is screaming and on their knees about how they're so poor and they have no money, would you really bring in William to be a rotation player? Because I think they might be bringing him to be first eleven. I think he's going to be first eleven as well. I'll throw up. That's I'll what I'm saying. I, if he's going to be first eleven, he's not good enough. He's fight too. So yeah, what's I your front like... three going to be? Aubameyang, what Saka, and William? No. So what? No. Realistically, Pepe, sorry. It, realistically, right now it's Aubameyang in the middle, Lacazette, and on the right Pepe, and we alternate with Saka. He comes on and so on. Yeah. But. What they're saying is that Lacazette is going to be sold, most likely to Juventus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aubameyang is going to move up front and a winger is going to come in to the left. It might be Saka or it might be a new transfer. Now, if you're asking me, would I rather have a whole season of playing with Saka or a whole season of playing with William? I'd Saka. rather play Saka because yeah, you will develop and at least, you know, that's, that's an asset that you're developing. Very lit this season, not going to lie. Him and Martinelli as well. Has come leaps and bounds. I mean, this is the thing. Arsenal, I think, going forward, have actually got the players that they need. I mean, I don't think it's an absolute necessity to transfer a winger right now. It's more a midfielder that Arsenal needs. A centre mid. Because Ceballos is gone. He's not coming back. Real Madrid seem to want to keep him. Is that confirmed? Uh, yeah, I mean, Zidane's basically said he wants to recall all of his players and at least have the summer, summer window with them to see what they're about. So, I mean, maybe in the last minute, Arsenal could get Ceballos if Zidane decides that he doesn't want him but for the time being, let's assume he's gone. What happened to Torreira this season? This man has oh, gone. Oh, my days. Disappears. Torreira's had a very weird Arsenal career so far in that when he first arrived, he seemed brilliant. Then under Emery, there was a whole bunch of foolishness going on where he was being played in, out of position and asked to do things that he's just not good at. Yeah. And then he under Arteta, he seemed to get, you know, a second remontada of his performance. And then, you know, he got injured again and now it seems like he's being linked to AC Milan. I don't know what's really going on with Torreira at the moment. And Guendouzi, what's your guys' opinion on him? I like him. But his, 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 head's, his head's gone. His head's gone, fam. Man's talking about how he earns more than other players on the field. What's funny is, apparently he doesn't earn more yeah, than he does pay. So he that's, that's actually hilarious to me, but... I mean, with, Mbappe, with him, he's got like an Mbappe level of uh, confidence arrogance, in himself yeah. and arrogance, but he's got the talent of a Charlie Adam at the moment. So I don't really know where he's getting this, this air of, I'm, I'm this big guy, I'm this big guy. I mean, I don't mind that in a player. I do like that when they're a bit ballsy, yeah. but I don't know, man. I, I just think right now when you're this early on in your career where you haven't actually done anything to warrant it, if you're this arrogant, I can understand why Arteta doesn't want to play him anymore. And if you can sell him, why not? Have we heard about what? Ramsey. Yeah, uh, I did yes. see a transfer rumor that Ramsey's coming back, which is a bit weird. Nah, impossible. He's on like 400k. We're not paying 400k a week to get Ramsey I in. Think you when... take a cut. Sorry? I reckon, take... I reckon they take a cut. I don't I know, man. Think so. I think we always think about footballers like we think about ourselves as in like, oh my God, a chance to play for Arsenal. I'll take any pay cut, but he's got a family and you know he's on a 400k contract. He's going to want to provide the most he can for his family. Before and he's quite over. old as well now. Exactly, he's past thirty now. He's you know he's going to want to provide the absolute most he can. This might be his final big contract, so I think he's going to want to. He's going to stay want to form, yeah stay on it. So, mm-hmm. what's you guys' dream transfer window basically? Messi. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Messi. <to> be <laughs> oh, no, I know, wait, wait. 
Sancho, the next biggest <laughs> thing for Messi. Yo, you know what would be so funny? If Arsenal had a fantastic next season and then we ended up transferring Sancho instead, that would be so hilarious and I would love to see it happen. Yeah, no, thank you. Now, you know, okay, so for me... You guys definitely be, need a midfield. I'll be we honest, yeah. I think Emi Martinez might actually be better than Burton Leno. Ooh, he's had no. such a good... Since he's come in, he's been absolutely phenomenal. The thing with Burton Leno is he's a great goalkeeper, sure, but... Since Martinez has been on, I can literally count you three or four positions every game that he's played where he's made a fantastic save. So I don't know if next season, I don't know what his contract situation is. I think we need to renew it because he's got, I think, maybe a year left on his contract. And waited 10 years to play football. Bro. Exactly. We need to renew his contract. And, you know, unless he makes a mistake, he should be our first, first goalkeeper next season. And Bern Leno should have to earn his place back. That's um, what like, United should do with Dean Henderson and De Gea. Uh, definitely. Dean Henderson should be playing for Man United next season. I mean, he's had a fantastic he season. De Gea hasn't. De Gea should have to earn his place back in the first team. And um, so, in terms of the back four, Saliba if you can get a centre-back, great. If not, I think the fact that we've got Saliba, we've got Tierney, we've got, you know, um, AMN, we've got Bellerin, unfortunately. We've got, we've got enough players, I think, where we can kind of get away with it. Do you rate Rob Holding, though? I hate Rob Holding. I don't think he's a good player. He needs to be sold. But we do have David Luiz. We do have, you know, even... Man, I hate to say it, but David even... Luiz. Even Staffy. No, but this is the thing, though. Like, as much as they are very accident and like prone players, Mustafi and David Luiz, under Arteta, they've been all right. And I think if you add Saliba David into it, although Luiz, we do need... One in three games creates an opportunity for the... He makes a mistake. It, look, it's That's true, a goal-scoring but... mistake. It's true, really? but I feel like right now is it? Yeah, one in three. Is it a priority? Is yeah, it a priority to get a centre back over a centre mid? Because nah. in my opinion, I'm I'm doing a counter right now. I'm thinking yeah, yeah. Arsenal can only get nah, one. That's why I said dream. That's why I said dream. Okay, if you're saying dream, then yeah, definitely we'll get in another centre back. We'll sell off and offload players like Rob Holding. Get rid of Chambers. Apparently, Fulham wants him. Sell him for a good amount to Fulham. Uh, maybe loan out Mavrapanos for another season or keep him in just as a rotation player. Get rid of Mustafi as well. Uh, transfer um, Gabriel. And, you know, if, okay, if we're talking dreams, then Opa Meccano, but obviously that's impossible. Um, yeah, no. yeah, see, that's too impossible. But, you know, uh, he would be like that profile of player as well. Like, um, and then in midfield, keep Shaka. Sell Torreira if we get a decent offer for him. Definitely get Partey. Partey has to come in. Humans were trying to give 20 million and a player for Partey. You man, banter club. Banter no, but you know club. what it is? I think that was because uh, Atletico uh, said that they were interested in uh, Torreira. And so they said, okay, cool. If you're interested in Torreira or Lacazette. So they said, if you're interested in one of those two players, how about we give you one of those and 20 million and get Partey? But you know what? If you, if you have to transfer one player, mil, bro. Come on, if you have to transfer good. one player, it should be Partey. Yeah. Get Partey, put him in there. And then another strike. We need a striker, man. We do. Because I actually think, contrary to popular belief, I think Aubameyang plays better as a left winger who plays as a left forward when the game progresses. I think it suits him better when he plays on the left and he can cut in. I think, yeah, it's that space that he can run into. That's yeah, he, can cre- he creates space for himself to run into and latch onto whereas, his through balls. Whereas being a number nine in the middle, I don't think he does that great. I don't think it's going to work back for to him. Go. You know who I'd go for? I'd go for Jovic at Real Madrid. 
I'll go for you know him what? because he, he hasn't really been played. Yeah, he hasn't really played for. They signed him for crazy money as well, something like seventy. No, 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 it was like fifty million. I think it was like fifty million. We can get him for around fifty million as well. Um, I reckon. Again, you know, this is just in the ideal world. Realistically, yeah. Arsenal are only spending uh, fifty million on one player, and that's it. They shine up shop after that. <laughs> but yeah, I think for for me, an ideal window would be a new centre back, Thomas Partey, and maybe another striker. Yeah, it doesn't sound like well. That, that's why it's a dream window because we know that Arsenal's not going to do that many deals. Right, you know what? To finish it off, let's give our predictions for the Champions League. So as I just said, Leipzig knocked out um, Atletico. So now Leipzig are going to have to play PSG in the semi-final. It's the furthest um, PSG's gotten. Yeah, this is the furthest they've ever gone. Even though they had Ibrahimovic and uh, you know. Cavani and all those players at one point. The furthest they've ever gone is the semi-final uh, with this current, you know, current batch of players. Let's say because they did get to a semi-final before, I think, in '91. Um, but with this current generation of players since 2000, let's say this is the first time they've got to a semi-final. Man, they really, really brought in Herrera to take them here. I mean, it's it's kind of insane. Um, but I think uh, it's kind of been <laughs> Mbappe and Neymar dragging them across the finish line. Who do do you think wins in that match between Leipzig and PSG? You have to go for PSG now. They're favourites for that game. You have to go for PSG. Okay, so you say PSG wins that game. Then Barcelona and Bayern Munich are going to play. Who do you think wins that game? Bayern Munich. Barca's been atrocious this year. Dan? Yeah, I agree with Bayern Munich. Yeah. So Manchester City are going to play Lyon in the quarterfinals. Um, Who do you think wins that? Man City. I'm gonna go for a underdog here and go for Leon. Okay, you're a madman, and you said a lot of mad things today. Which God help your soul, but um, yeah, <laughs> Memphis is that. gonna be out here for blood. All right, so I then the winner of the, those two matches, so the winner of the Barcelona Bayern Munich match, plays the winner of the Manchester City Leon match. I think Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. So you think Bayern Munich comes out on top of that? Yeah, so you're both predicting. Oh well, Dan, do you think that Bayern Munich beats uh, the winner of Man City Leon? Basically, you'll see Man City versus Bayern, Bayern Munich. Yeah. I think I think Bayern Munich can lose that. I think Man City can. Win. That's the thing. I think people are overlooking Man City, but you know, I'll give the edge to Bayern Munich. But I wouldn't be surprised if Man City won. But would you say Bayern Munich would be the favorite? I yeah. think Bayern Munich is the favorite. Yeah. Okay, so then you're basically saying the final is going to be between Bayern Munich and PSG. And so Bayern Munich wins that as well because PSG they can't handle pressure. We know that. So are we are we saying then that unilaterally we all agree that Bayern Munich will win the Champions League this year? I think that yeah, they're the highest favourites. Dan, do you think that's the case? I'm calculating. It's definitely between them and Man City, anyways, to win it. PSG is made out of glass, a little bit of pressure, and they break. But the thing is, you're overlooking the fact that in the last game. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. They have Mbappe. And in the so, last game, in the last game, they didn't have Di Maria. Bro, they didn't have Di Maria. They didn't have Verratti. Uh, you know, they were playing Paredes and um, I think Herrera was like their creative player. That game. Like they, had no, they didn't have their full squad. I swear to God, they played like against Atlanta or whatever nonsense. Like. No, this is the thing though. Atlanta isn't a nonsense club. They've been one of the best clubs in terms of footballing ability in, in this past season. They've been one of the best. They've played some brilliant football. I don't even know what the league ridiculous they're from. Not, they're Italian. What do you mean? 
<laughs> Yo, Mod's really embarrassing us today, you know. They're Italian team. Atlanta's an Italian team. And yeah, not gonna lie, I never realized like they scored they a ridiculous. I think they, they surpassed hundred goals this season, and they've they've scored That's a lot of goals. They played some great football. So you know, you do have to give PSG a bit of credit for beating them. Although I did expect uh, them to beat them, they I were put some underdogs in Atlanta. Man. But let's put some respect on Atlanta. They're a good. Club. Yeah, yeah, I'll put, I'll put some respect there. They smacked Everton last last season, I think. Yeah, they, yeah, I can't remember. They really humiliated the English club last. I think last season or maybe the season before. So, uh, so you guys are saying definitively it's between Bayern Munich and Man City. Like whoever wins the Bayern Munich Man City game, they're gonna win the Champions League. Yeah, it, I think it's up to Kevin De Bruyne to be honest. If Kevin De Bruyne yeah. wants to win it, it's up to him because this man is just. Should I tell you something? If Gnabry, Lewandowski, and uh, even Coman decide that they they want to turn up on the day. Yeah, that's that as well. You see that, you see that, you see that Laporte Fernandinho slash Laporte Otamendi slash Laporte <laughs> yeah. uh, Stones back pairing. Yo, it's done. It's done. It's finished. There's no, nothing's nothing's coming from that. But Gnabry as well, he loves scoring against English teams. Bro, he, he scored four against it. Tottenham. Yeah, it's done. You and see what I'm saying? Like, no, was it not Chelsea? No, no, it was Tottenham. He, yeah, he yeah, absolutely Tottenham. battered Tottenham. Uh, I mean, he did. I think he did score against Chelsea as well, but he battered Tottenham. So, I don't know, man. I I, I think. You know what? Just to be a bit, bit different, bit, bit saucy, I'm gonna say PSG can win it. Oh, I, I because for it. me, Neymar is the second best player in the world right now. He goes Messi, and then he goes, he goes Neymar. Like I would like to say Ronaldo, but you know, Ronaldo, sure, over the course of his career, is second best player ever. But you know, right now, I think he's got to be Neymar. And then you've got the best young player in the world, Mbappe, by his side. I mean, if those two really turn up. You know, you can see what happened yesterday happening again where they literally will just score the goals that are needed in the dying minutes and, you know, make I something do, happen. I do think that Bayern's got a defence that can probably... Mm. I'm reading the great Alphonse Davis and um, Alaba. You know well. what? You know what? Look, I'm going to say tentatively, I'm going to say PSG just to keep it spicy. But I think, generally speaking, we agree that the favourite is Bayern Munich. Yeah, 100%. All right. Okay, so... Is there anything you want to announce, Mod? Is there anything you want to shout out while you're on here? Um, I guess I'll just shout out Random Talks. Um, check, check us out on YouTube um, at Random Talks as well on Twitter, Instagram. Like, follow, share. Just get up to doing nonsense, really. Do, like, quizzes, games, and reaction videos. So check me out there with um, my cousins and stuff, just, just for the bands, really. Climbed a mountain quite recently as well. Right, yeah, well, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, today we just tried to do a very off the cuff, just we just felt like doing it, so we did it kind of podcast. I, I'm tell, not going to lie, we're going to have a um, season preview. It'll be a lot better. Yeah, thank you for listening. And as always, please like, share, uh, and you know what, even subscribe on our YouTube channel. We haven't really been too active on there, but we will be in the future. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. And follow Thanks. us on Instagram at the Verbal Reasoning Podcast and on Twitter at Podcast Verbal. And yeah, good night. <laughs> yeah, thank you. See you. Uh, Steve, why didn't you say who said having fun and being serious can't go hand in hand? You- that was bloody brilliant.